This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Ramia as we move in closer to the long weekend, shaking things up this week. Monday to Thursday, we've been rocking myself, Grant Hardy, and Kelly McDonald. I always wonder how much of who participates, because I lose track what provinces actually have this weekend as it, or was it last weekend, or the one, you know, later on. It just gets so confusing, so I always feel bad. I'm saying, ooh, looking forward to it, and somebody else is saying, yeah, look, would you shut up? I don't get one. And I, I can't remember if this is one of the ones, because I know in August, the Civic isn't everywhere, and it's different places, different time, um, if there is a, a Monday off. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, any, yeah. anyone that's saying, like, yeah, 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 shut up, I know you guys aren't here. I, yeah, be even louder, shut up, because I know... I know I still have to go into work, and it's a normal day here. Wow. Well, and it's very unusual for me uh, working for an Ontario company because even when we used to go into the office, we literally would just get random, like, Ontario days where the office was closed. And then, you know, some of the BC holidays uh, could be a little different. The Ontario one might be different, and we tended to follow the Ontario format. So, yeah. Oh, so when you had a BC one, would you guys go into the office, do you recall? So I think they eventually combined them, but yeah, it used used to be that there were certain BC holidays where the office was open and then just random days here and there, like, oh, this is a holiday in Ontario, the office is closed. Good times. Yeah, well, I guess so, especially if you get new, uh, like extra ones compared to Ontario. You know, well, take your BC ones too. Like, well, yeah, and by the way, and because between Ontario and BC, you've got Saskatchewan, Manitoba, we might as well get those ones too, and the territories. Why not? Folks, what a world it would be. As a matter of fact, we'd say, oh, what in the world, (laughs) man? This is coming up with Grant Hardy. Do you want to know about the craziest stories news has to offer? Look no further than What in the World with myself, Grant Hardy, where I explore the most preposterous, comical, and mind-boggling stories from all across the globe. Okay, sir. What you got? What you got? What you got? All right. We are starting with a aquatic story oh i wanted to say that word aquatic watch me say aquatic instead of aqueduct later in the i show. was just gonna say but... <laughs> you might want to be practicing on the bra- aqueduct 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 aquatic aqueduct aquatic i got this all right um we are talking about a water dwelling animal though her name is charlotte she's a rust colored stingray the size of a serving platform and she has spent her life in an aquarium in North Carolina with no other male stingrays in her tank, in her natural ha- habitat. Nevertheless, uh, nature found a way, and the stingray is pregnant now with as many as four pups and could give birth in the ne- uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, everyone was pretty baffled. Uh, the, the aquarium apparently thought that there was maybe something wrong. They were overfeeding her. You know, there were some veterinary care needs. Right. Yeah. There there were even some uh, rumors that 
it was some sort of quote unquote interspecies hookup with a shark but the na- the aquarium confirmed that that is imp- uh, impossible and there actually is a rare process apparently in nature a female's egg fuses with another cell triggers cell division and leads to the creation of an embryo the embryo then fuses with the uh with the egg and is known as a polar body they are produced when a female is uh creating an egg but you but they usually are not used we don't know why it happens but apparently this time it happened and the aquarium is expecting the birth of some new stingrays wow well great for them in this immaculate conception this is pretty cool for this to happen um well and also like the scientists alone, the the biologists must be just, or and marine biologists, of course, uh, must be just going crazy over this because um, to have something like this happen in an aquarium environment where you now can study this. I mean, I don't know how often, Grant, this stuff is going on in the ocean because obviously there's there's you know you're, there's not anything keeping you in an aquarium or penned in where you know you know you can't get uh, impregnated. Um, mm. But wow, wow, this is just something so cool to watch. But you would wonder, oh my goodness, uh, she's she's getting bigger. I think the food's disagreeing with her, or she's liking it too <laughs> much, or something, some kind of effect. So uh, really so, fantastic. Something's not right here. Definitely makes us think back to. You know, it's like, how the heck did life begin in the first place? Well, maybe mm. there's some clues here and there to think about. I, I wonder if there's anything about out there going to be about the chances of any errors, issues due to the formation this way, uh, you know, or, or will the uh, offspring you know, be, be healthy? Um, any weaknesses, any disabilities? I'm kind of curious. Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting question. I yeah, don't yeah. have the answer to that, but we'll have to. I keep guarantee an eye. we will find out. Keep an eye on Charlotte the Stingray. More, I don't know, somber story next up from England. But police say a drunken driver did the right thing after doing the wrong thing. An emergency dispatcher received an unusual call just before noon Monday when a motorist reported he was driving drunk and said he doesn't know what he's doing. The man said he had had a rough weekend uh, and decided to report himself driving drunk when the police... So he continued to drive but ratted on himself. Pretty much, like, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Hey, somebody stop me. I'm I'm driving drunk. Well, then pull over. What? Mm-hmm. I'm driving drunk right now. Well, pull your vehicle over. Yeah, well, I wanted you to know. That's why I called. So you're using the phone, you're drunk, and you won't pull over. <laughs> what like i i that's that's crazy well maybe he did pull off to the side and just sit in his car and make the call I'm, I'm exaggerating or maybe he used his hands free well that said it's like what do i do uh pull over uh, <laughs> come up with a better option no uh, when officers yeah. arrived the 52 year old man was in a van on, oh on the side of the road yeah i guess he eventually pulled over and a breath test revealed he was three times over the legal limit and wow. was arrested good time and he's lucky something else didn't pull him over like a tree or a bridge abutment or something like that or thank goodness he never hurt somebody else but it does oh, make yeah. you wonder when we're in that inebriated state some of the things and i laugh and i i jest but if again it's that mix up in his head that people report people drunk drinking and driving or a drunk driver so i better report myself 
Because yes. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> um, we've all heard about the sky-high rental prices in Vancouver, um, but one UBC student came up with an interesting solution. The student, last name uh, is Chen, uh, was living in Vancouver while going to UBC, but gave up his rental while he went on vacation in the fall. Oh, I could have told him mm. that was a bad idea. Mm. When he oh, returned, yes. <laughs> when he returned, he was met with sticker shock. He said, when I checked the house prices, I thought, oh, shoot. I feel like he didn't actually say, oh, shoot. He probably... No, no. Other Something excellent. else, maybe a little less air-friendly. <laughs> yes. Well, he said he began looking at the price of flights from his home in Calgary to Vancouver, and they were about 150 round trips. Uh, sorry, for a round trip. He takes two classes per week at the university. So in total, he pays about $1,200 a month for the flights he needs to get to and from his classes while living at home. It takes about an hour, the flight, plus a little time in the airport. Not, you know, outrageous if you think about how much people commute on the bus. And he says that it's actually cheaper than the average one-bedroom apartment in vancouver which sits at a whopping two thousand one hundred dollars so there you go someone is actually flying to and from ubc and living in calgary instead of moving to vancouver with the hot housing prices it was interesting because a friend of mine um ended up during the pandemic staying with family a lot of time to be there to support and so that they wouldn't be totally alone all the time and neither would the family um, they were staying with and people would say because this went on for like a year why don't you get rid of your apartment and he said why would I do that I pay so cheap in rent and it was just like he spoke the bell chime because then all these places started to get bought up and as we see across Canada how, how much those prices just became outrageous you know just for them putting a microwave in somebody's apartment you know we're gonna do this we're gonna fix the place up we're gonna change the doorknobs on all the cupboards and then the door and put a microwave in and jack the price up of $400 a month at least just to start oh yeah um he was smart, That's... and and Grant, there's a lot of that, right? Like, why would you ever pay the darn months you're not there, the four months, and keep the place? Yeah, that's like a dream for a landlord is to be like, you know what? I'm just going to give up this apartment. Look again in the in the fall. And they're like, it'll Great. be here yeah. for you, and I'm going to make some improvements that you'll uh -huh. love over the summer. You know, slap a little, you know, $300 microwave in here, do some minor, uh, I don't know, readjust the the whatever part of the counter, and we're going to jack up the price by like $2,000. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, I thought, Grant, with some of this, it would only be within driving range of certain big cities that you would really see this effect. I thought, okay, you know, people who are moving out who are just saying, look, I can buy a house cheaper as, as a lot did in other areas. And then it just became this snowball of buying other cheap places, prices going up and landlords saying, well, well, while we're at it, you know, since I'm here in Toronto, I'll just raise the price in Kitchener of the units that I own. So, mm. yeah, there you go. It's cheaper to fly back and forth from Calgary to Vancouver. <laughs> Um, I know we've talked about these kinds of stories uh, related to crazy and wild contests, um, but there is uh, 
a world's ugliest lawn uh, competition that I've got here. And a, a woman named Kathleen Murray just won this contest. I don't think we've talked about this specifically on the show. Hopefully not. Mm-mm. Uh she uh, had intended to buy, she's from Tasmania, she had intended to buy a lawn mower, but she's a single mom with a couple of kids, and uh, she ended up just letting, quote-unquote, nature's lawn mowers work on her garden. Uh, so it became home to wallabies and kangaroos who would feast on the grass in the middle of the night. Uh, uh, qu- uh, sorry. Quill... Other rodents uh, dug tunnels underneath the backyard fence. Parrots and blue-tongued lizards paid visits to the animals, made up her lawn for her without her having to water it or do anything. So essentially, it's like a very dried-up, parched, uh, ugly lawn. Uh, But actually, this contest is interesting because it's a pro-environment contest. So apparently... Ah. Yeah, so apparently their point is we kind of need to move past this era of, like, having beautiful, green, well-manicured lawns as population grows and environmental concerns uh, continue to to emerge. Uh, So essentially, this woman with the ugliest lawn is a hero for Mm -hmm. saving the, the environment by having an ugly lawn. Well, there's been a lot of conversation lately of why we have lawns in the front and back and, you know, why people spend so much time grooming them and how there is no benefit and they it, it's just really, why do it? It's, it's a waste to do just so people drive by. Oh, that's a nice lawn. Oh, look how green it is uh, until it's dry and it starts going brown. Grant, thanks a lot, man. A good conversation, great items to bring forward. We call this What in the World, folks. Tune in. We do this every other Thursday with Grant Hardy. We've got more fun stuff coming up next with Beth Deer as she joins us on the buzz to talk about a blind penguin who's managed to adopt one of his friends as a guide penguin. Oh, looking forward to hearing this one. That's next on Kelly and Ramiya. Don't move away. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.